Thank you for joining us. As believers in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, it is vital that we possess the mind of Christ. How do we do that? By consistently studying and applying God's word daily. We are compelled to let the mind of Christ be in us and assures us that as the children of God, we can have the mind of Christ. The question is, do we exercise this God-given gift daily? No matter what is going on around us, we should not fear, but trust God because he is with us from our beginning to our end. There is no wiggle room here. Either we trust God or we don't. We must know that no matter what we see or hear, we can have the mind of Christ. Have Bible, pen, and paper handy and listen closely as Pastor Rander teaches us today. Let us pray. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching this another Sunday to the glory of your name. We thank you for these who are here, those who are viewing by live stream in the Spirit Center and other venues of social media platforms. We welcome them all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, without you, I could do absolutely nothing. I pray that you use me as a divine instrument in your hand. Oh, God, without you, I can do nothing. Father, you're God. I'm human. Father, you're all-powerful. And without you, I can do nothing. I yield my mind, body, soul, spirit, all to you now. I pray that you would increase and I would decrease, that the people who are listening and looking would only see Jesus. Free us from distractions so that we can get what we have come for. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, amen. Uh, Turn with me, if you will, to Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, which has been our theme scripture, along with 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16b. Those particular scriptures are our theme scriptures for the entirety of this series. And it says in Philippians 2, 5, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And 1 Corinthians 2, 16b says, But we have the mind of Christ. But we have the mind of Christ. And we want to preach this morning how to minister to your mind in challenging times. The times are very challenging, and we need to know how to minister to our minds so that our minds would be strong and spiritually fit, spiritually attuned, spiritually stable, spiritually balanced to the glory of Almighty God. Beloved, I believe all of you will agree with me that we are living in troubling times. And if you do not possess the mind of Christ, you will struggle with life issues. If you do not possess the mind of Christ, you will live in uncertainty. You will live in restlessness. You will live at a level of mediocrity. You will lack spiritual fulfillment and not reach your potential in Christ If you do not seek to have the mind of Christ, beloved is God's will that you cultivate the mind of Christ because Satan desires to possess your mind and will use every resource at his disposal to carry out his fiendish agenda against you and me. Satan is relentless and his goal is to continue to attack your mind, to attack, to attack, to attack, to attack. 
your mind, your body, your soul, your spirit, until he wears you down and weakens you to the point that he overtakes you. Be it known to you today that spiritual warfare is not a one-time battle. Spiritual warfare is not a one-time battle. It is an ongoing, perpetual battle until God calls you to your heavenly home. You don't just fight one fight with Satan so now I can just go on and live happily ever after. It doesn't work like that. You have to, because he keeps coming back, he keeps fighting, and you got to keep fighting him back. And if you don't fight him back, then he's going to take advantage of you. It is not a one-time battle. It is an ongoing perpetual battle and struggle until God calls us to our heavenly home. With that being said, how do you minister to your mind in these latter evil days? How do you minister to your mind in these evil days? Well, number one, to minister to your mind, you must know that you are saved without a doubt. Uh, If you're going to minister to your mind, you must be, be ever so aware that you must be saved without a doubt. You cannot minister to your mind, deal with life issues, or overcome your sinful, unredeemed flesh until you have been saved, as well as possessing the assurance of your salvation. Some saints are saved, but they don't have the assurance. They doubt their salvation, so they can't live up to their potential in Christ. God not only wants you saved, he wants you to walk in and live in the assurance of your salvation to the glory of God. This is how you minister to your mind. You first, your, your mind can you cannot possess the mind of Christ until you're first in Christ. First John chapter five, verses 12 through 13 says, he who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in his name, Believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. My friend, before you can have the mind of Christ, you need to know without a doubt that you're saved without a doubt. And once you have become saved by trusting in Jesus Christ alone, you need to live in the assurance of your salvation. Secondly, in order to minister to your mind, you must confess your sins. It's critical that you confess your sins. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess, that word confess means to agree with God about your sin, to say the same thing that God says about your sins. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Failure to confess our sins will have negative effects on our mental state. Unconfessed sins have a negative impact on your thinking and in your mind. You see, when you allow sin to build up and accumulate in your mind, you know what it does? It brings on guilt in your mind. It brings on discontentment. When you fail to confess your sins, there's a loss of joy. There's depression. Sin can bring on all of these abnormalities. Uh, There's suicidal thoughts. Um, uh, When you fail to confess your sins, there's a broken fellowship with God. 
which lead to a broken fellowship with people. However, when we confess our sins, it brings spiritual restoration. When we confess our sins, it brings spiritual renewal, spiritual freedoms to our mind and our thinking. When the sinful residue has been purged from our lives by the blood of Jesus, our minds will be spiritually set free and no longer held captive by oppression. When your mind has been cleansed by the blood of Jesus and you confess your sins, your mind is no longer oppressed. Your mind is no longer stressed. Your mind is no longer weighed down by the burden of sin. If you desire physical and spiritual healing in your mind, it must start with confession of known sin. That's how you minister to your mind is keeping your mind, your life, your soul your spirit cleansed spiritually before our Lord, which has a positive impact upon our minds. Thirdly, we minister to our minds when we are intentional about encouraging ourselves. We minister to our minds when we are intentional about encouraging ourselves. That's critical. Uh, Sometimes you look for encouragement from others and you may not get it. So you better be intentional about encouraging yourself. First <laughs> well, Samuel chapter 30, verse six. I love this passage. It says, and David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him because the souls of all the people was grieved every man for his sons and for his daughters but look at this. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. That is powerful. It'll get by you if you're not careful. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Let's say it together. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Now let's say that by putting our name in. Let's say our name. But Rander encouraged himself in the Lord his God. So you see, it makes a big difference when you put your name there. You need to encourage yourself. David encouraged encouraged himself when others were thinking about murdering him because their families were taken captive by the enemy. Uh, They were mad at David. Instead of expecting others to encourage us, we should make sure we are intentional about encouraging ourselves during difficult times by worshiping Jesus. You see, you you encourage yourself during difficult times in these evil days by worshiping Jesus, listening to Christ-centered music. Uh, You encourage yourself by talking to a genuine friend. I'm talking about a, a real friend, not these fly by night people who are in and out of your life. I'm talking about, and, and who won't put your business in the street. You know, confidentiality is essential. Talking to a genuine friend, say genuine friends. A real friend who has the gift of encouragement. You encourage yourself even by reading through the book of Psalms, which will encourage your heart. Now, here are a few psalms that will encourage and strengthen your heart. So here's some psalms to encourage you. Psalms 2, 4, 8, 16, 
18, Psalms 23, Psalms 25 will encourage you, Psalms 27, uh, Psalms 28, Psalms 29, Psalms 30, Psalms 31, 34, Psalms 37, Psalms 41, Psalms 46, Psalms 55, Psalms 71, Psalms 73, Psalms 90, Psalms 91, Psalms 94, Psalms 100, Psalms 118, Psalms 119, Psalms 121, Psalms 139, Psalms 138, Psalms 141, and Psalms 142. Okay, uh, that's a lot of songs. And that's still, you say, uh, is that it? No, the whole book of Psalms. Okay, <laughs> the whole book, the whole book. But those are some specific ones we wanted to, uh, you to identify because it's a good place. I mean, you, you start reading them and then I start reading them in different translations. I said, oh my goodness, I didn't even know which translation to read because every time I changed translation, it got a little bit better. So at this time, I will take just one. I, I, there's no way I can read all of these because you'll be here till three o'clock, okay? But allow me just to pick out one to encourage your hearts today, okay? So at this time, we will take Psalms 27 out of the list. We're just going to take Psalm 27 as an example to encourage your hearts. Okay, listen if you will. The scripture says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in this pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his temple. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. I told you you ought to be singing to the Lord. Verse 7, hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries. For false witnesses have risen against me, and such as breathe out violence, I would have lost heart 
unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Wow. Did, was that soothing? Was that soothing? Was that, was that spiritually refreshing? And I gave y'all all, I gave y'all about 30 psalms. Because of that, I know you're motivated now to read them. Just read them. Just read them. Let, them. let it massage your heart. This is how you minister to your mind. This is how you calm your mind. This is how you renew your mind. This is how you spiritually refresh your mind. This is how you build up your mind. The book of song is a hymn book. You can even create your own tune to the psalms. How do we minister to our minds in these latter day times? Number four, you cannot minister to your mind until you ask the Lord to free you from all deception in your life. You cannot minister to your mind until you ask the Lord to free you of all deception in your life. Ephesians chapter five, verse six says, let no one say no one. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Beloved, let no one deceive you. Be alert and realize that Satan is a master strategist when it comes to deception. He's a master cunning strategist. Because deception is so subtle, you can be deceived and not even know it. Deception can make you think you're spiritual when you're actually carnal. Deception can cause you to embrace a lie instead of the truth. Deception can make you think you're making progress when you're actually regressing. Deception will cause you to think you're wise when you're foolish. Deception can make you think you're strong when you're actually weak. That you are humble when you are actually prideful. Deception can make you think you are spiritual when you are actually carnal and fleshly. It can make you think you are spiritual light when you are actually in spiritual darkness. But the greatest deception is thinking you're going to heaven when the truth of the matter is that some of you do not have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and are headed to a Christless eternity in hell. Therefore, make very sure you are living by the truth of God's word in a nation and world that is filled with satanic deception, satanic lies, satanic confusion. Satan is the author of confusion and doctrines of demons. First John 3, 7 a says little children let no one deceive you. See? Because if you do your mind will be disordered you'll be dysfunctional, dysfunctional you'll be in regression a deception will wipe you out. First John 3, 7, 8 says, little children, let no one deceive you. And you must know the truth if you're going to guard 
against deception. People can look so real but be so phony. Number five, you minister to your mind when you remember your past victories. You minister to your mind when you remember past victories. Psalms 105, here we go again. I mean, minister, it will minister to you. Psalm 105 verse 5 says, recall the miraculous deeds he performed, his mighty acts and the judgments he decreed. Beloved, some of you may be in a difficult place at this moment. Some of you may be going through trying times. But the same God who delivered you from past trials, the same God who delivered you from past disappointments, the same God who delivered you from past hurt, past betrayal, past crisis, is more than able to deliver you through your personal trials at this very moment. He's the same God and he doesn't change. Therefore, encourage yourself by reflecting on past victories and the miracles that God has done in your life, which will encourage your heart today. How many of you have seen God work some miracles in your life? Your back was against the wall. You were in a tough place. Uh, you didn't know how things were going to work out. Maybe you lose sleep and you felt guilty for not trusting God when you saw how God at the end of the day worked it out miraculously. And all you could say was nobody but God. You have any but gods in your, in your life? But God. But God. But God. But God. But God. But God. God kept me. God kept me through that car wreck. God, God got me off of that operating table. God turned my life around off of drugs. God got me off of pornography. God healed my soul. God, God, God. He's a miraculous, miracle-working God. And I submit to you today that God still works miracles. Do I have a witness here? How many of you believe and know that you know you know that God still works miracle. It is no secret what God can do, what he's done for others, he will do for you. You just sang that open song, our God is an awesome God. Good God Almighty. The same God that performed victories and miracles in your past crisis is God enough to take you through your issues today. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. You see, my friend, number six, we cultivate the mind of Christ when we guard our minds. We cultivate the mind of Christ when we guard our minds because it is under persistent, continuous attacks by the enemies. Uh, the, the enemy attacks your mind. I mean, my mind is, you, you just don't know the level of battle that I deal with because the higher you go up in the kingdom, the more intense the battle is for your mind. Because Satan wants to wipe me out, and if he wipe me out, then he calls you to be disheartened. That's why we need to focus on Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, which says, above all else, guard your heart. Oh, my goodness. Guard your heart for everything you do flows from the heart. So guard it, shield it, protect it. When your mind is under the influence of Satan, 
You say, how do I know? I'll tell you how you'll know. I'm going to tell you right now so you won't be in doubt. When your mind is under the influence of Satan, you will be unho- you'll have unholy desires. You will gossip. When your mind is under the influence of Satan, you will promote strife, self-promotion. Uh, there will be jealousy, the spirit of competition. When you're under the control of Satan, when Satan has your mind, there will be mental confusion and evil thoughts, just one after another. There is an old gospel song that says, Be not dismayed, whatever betides, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, through every day or all the way, God will take care of you. Therefore, we have no need to fear, even through trials, tribulations, and the troubles of this world. We must exercise the priority of possessing the mind of Christ. Believers of the Lord Jesus Christ, be of good cheer, for he has overcome the world. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Join us on Sunday, July 23rd and Sunday, July 30th for Youth Emphasis Day Parts 1 and 2, respectively. Receive blessings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, on these special occasions as you witness Maranatha's youth lead and conduct worship services beginning with Sunday school at 9 a.m., followed by our worship celebration at 10 a.m. Witness God's anointing upon today's youth who are maturing and preparing through the indwelling Holy Spirit to lead the church of tomorrow. Tomorrow. 